What's up, coaches? Coach Taylor here, and you are tuned in to Keep Your Pads Down, the podcast for the men in the trenches. And this is episode number 77. So wherever you are, however you're listening to us, thank you for checking us out today. So a big football weekend this past weekend with both the ACC and Big 12 and then some other conferences. I know the Sun Belt was playing. Uh, and then, you know, you had the, uh, the NFL kicking off as well. So it was good to see football back and be able to watch it on TV. It, it does feel a little weird with, you know, only some of the college conferences playing and others opting to sit out the season and, and, you know, seeing some empty NFL stadiums on Sunday. But, hey, you know what? It's better than nothing. I mean, there was a time during all this where it looked like that football might not happen at all. So I, I'm not complaining. But you know, in, in fact, I applaud those conferences that are making it work as far as playing football goes, and, and big props to the NFL for getting their season started this weekend. Looks to be a, a great success for that league as well. Okay, so as of now, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are not playing college football this fall. Now, I believe as of this recording, the Big Ten is scheduled to meet and could even reverse their initial decision to not play, so you know, we'll see what happens there. But anyway, you know, imagine being a player in one of those conferences or any of the other you know, numbers of conferences across the country uh, who have opted out of fall, uh, the fall football season. And what would you do if you're in that situation? How would you handle that? Would you stay at your current school? Would you transfer? Would you quit playing football altogether? Well, today, we're talking with a friend of mine who is experiencing all of this firsthand. Today, we're talking with Boston College defensive tackle Luke Beckett, who spent the past five seasons at Cal Berkeley playing defensive line for the Golden Bears. He was looking forward to playing his final year there at Cal and possibly landing with an NFL team next spring. And then the Pac-12 decided to postpone the 2020 season. So Luke had a decision to make. And, and today, we're going to talk to him about that decision. You know, what went into it, how he wound up where he is currently, which is Boston College, you know, literally on the other side of the country. You know, what the last few weeks have been like for him as he hit the ground running there, adjusting to a new school and, and city and just new teammates and coaching staff uh, all before their first game this Saturday, September 19th versus Duke. Uh, when I talked to Luke, uh, when we recorded this episode, he had been at Boston College for eight days, just over a week. And so, uh, but he was handling it great and, uh, and, and is doing really well and really uh, happy with his decision. So best of luck to him. So, you know, it's just a really fascinating discussion we have with Luke today. And I admire him for his maturity and his level headedness through all of this. And he seems to be handling all of this, you know, this upheaval and change way better than I would have at, at his age. But anyway, Luke spent most of his formidable years in Champaign, Illinois, before moving to Little Rock, Arkansas, his senior year of high school, where he started on the offense and defensive lines for there for a Little Rock Catholic, uh, earning a scholarship to play defensive tackle at Cal. While at Cal, Luke Richard, his freshman year, and then his redshirt freshman year, Luke suffered a season-ending injury early in the season and was granted a sixth year of eligibility. In 2017, Luke earned Cal's Bob Tessier Award for the program's most improved lineman as he went on to start all 12 games for the Golden Bears that season. In 2018, Luke again started all 13 games, was the Pac-12 Player of the Week the week they played USC, and was a third-team All-Pac-12 selection and earned Cal's Brick Muller Award for the program's most valuable defensive lineman. And then in the 2019 season, Luke again started every game for the Golden Bears, starting to see a trend there, and once again received the program's most valuable lineman award, and heading into the 2020 season was selected to the preseason All-Pac-12 second team. I think Luke told me that he started 38 straight games for the Golden Bears, which is an impressive stat. You know, Luke decided just a few weeks ago to transfer to Boston College to play his final season. And as a graduate student, he is eligible to play immediately. And I got to know Luke through his dad, uh, Chris Beckett, who is a close friend of my father-in-law's. You know, Chris uh, was extremely helpful to me when, when I started out coaching. He played offensive line at Arkansas and is currently a financial advisor for many college football coaches across the country. 
very well connected uh, in the coaching profession. And when I first started coaching, my goal was to land a graduate assistant job somewhere. So uh, I always went uh, to the ASCA conventions, uh, you know, by myself, uh, paid my own, uh, paid my own way to get there, you know, in the hopes of making some connections and landing on a college staff. And and because many of Chris's clients were at the convention, he was always there as well, and he would. You know, always go out of his way to introduce me to these coaches who were clients of his. You know, many of whom were were, were well known, are well known coaches at big time programs, and he'd also pass along my resume to other coaches he knew, and, and gave me a ton of advice on you know how to approach those guys and and build those connections. And, and so I am forever indebted to Luke's dad, Chris, and I'm so thankful for his guidance. And so just really glad that I get to talk to Luke today, and glad that he is doing well and found him a spot to play this fall. Anyway, I'm excited for you to get to hear from Luke today and know that whatever he decides to do once he's done playing football, that he's got a bright future ahead of him. So let's dive into our conversation today with Luke. Here is Luke Beckett on episode number 77 of KYPD. Okay, well, we are talking to, gotta, it has to be the newest member of the Boston College Eagles football team and defensive lineman Luke Beckett. Luke, thanks for stopping by and talking with us today. I know you guys are in the middle of, of, of practice and everything going on right now, but thanks for stopping by and talking with us today. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, well Luke, we, we've known each other kind of through, um, you know, through my in-laws and your dad. I've known your dad for a long time. Your dad was a big help for me when I started out coaching and just owe a lot to him and, and, and his guidance. Uh, but start off by telling our listeners just a little bit about your background, you know, where you grew up and how you sort of developed your love for football. I was born in Chicago. I lived there two weeks, and then we moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, and lived there for four and a half years, and then packed up and moved out to Orange County and, and Fountain Valley, California for about five and a half years, and then came to Illinois for six, and then back to Little Rock. And then uh, and spent the last, last uh, about five years out in Berkeley. Yeah, and, and you, you came to, I know you came to to Little Rock to finish out your high school football career playing there at Little Rock Catholic. Kind of mm-hmm. a legacy there with, with all of your family coming through there. You have some other family members come through there. Just talk about that family. You know, you're a part of a really rich football family that's that's well-known, especially uh, in the state of Arkansas with, with your dad playing at Arkansas, your uncle playing at Arkansas, your cousin playing at Arkansas. You know, what's that like coming from uh, or growing up and coming from a football family with so much rich football tradition. Yeah, obviously coming, coming from a, a rich athletic background, you know, there, there is a lot of pressure to be successful uh, successful in sports. And, um, you know, luckily I was able to, to follow in their footsteps, not not to Arkansas, but just in, in the, uh, you know, big-time college football world. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun for me being able to grow up and, you know, watch Jake play and, uh, you know, attend, attend some Arkansas games and just, you know, just kind of being able to, to look up to him and, and kind of have a, a role model in him is, is the, you know, how you're supposed to play football uh, and in the, in the modern era. Um, so that was, always, that was always a blast to be able to watch him. And, you know, it's, it's always fun. I, I, always, I always enjoy watching film with my dad and uh, my uncle also when, when I watch him. And I've, we've actually even recently found some, some film of my grandpa from back in the day. And, I remember we were we were watching some of it with with my dad, and I mean he was just he was tearing people up, and it's definitely definitely fun to watch. Uh, you know, all your your family members being able to play, and then go on and try to replicate it yourself. 
No doubt, no doubt. And you, and you mentioned watching, you know, watching your cousin Jake. Who uh, Jake? For for those of those of you who may or may not know, uh, played at Arkansas and he played for the New England Patriots. And now I think is uh, getting into the world of politics. Is that is that correct? Yeah, he is. He still uh, he, he plans to be be run for for in twenty twenty. I, I think to be trying to run for senator. My dad also plans to run for uh, lieutenant governor in twenty twenty. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm curious: was defensive line was that a position you always played, or was that something that you kind of grew into as you got older? How did that How did that come about? I mean, I, I think I always loved defense more than offense. Uh, just, uh, not not really sure why. Just it was always more fun for me, and you know, no matter how many times my dad tried to convince me that I'm an offensive lineman, and that uh, you know, eventually the cow coaches would would uh, push me over to offensive line, and you know, I, I think he'd been telling me that for probably three or four years, kind of up until I I kind of had a, a good breakout year, and and uh, I think he kind of realized that it wasn't going to happen. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I always played both ways, you know, all throughout high school, and um, I I actually had uh, there there are a couple couple offers that that kind of won me for for both just to you know, see which one I'd, I'd be. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cal and Vanderbilt, which is where it kind of came down to in high school, um, they were the ones that, that both won me for defensive line, which I was, I was very happy about. Talk about your recruiting process. You know, again, you had, you know, all, all this family go to the University of Arkansas. You were playing, you know, your, your senior year, uh, and, and things didn't turn out for you the way that you maybe had thought with, with you know, getting an Arkansas offer. And you ended up choosing Cal. Just talk about that whole recruiting process and what that was like. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, in the moment, it was, it was you know real, real tough for me to not be able to get an, an Arkansas offer. I mean, Arkansas was always my favorite team growing up. I was, I was the biggest Arkansas fan, and um, you know, I just I, I really thought that they were going to going to end up offering me. I, I you know I think I went and camp there you know, probably three or four times to you know try every time to get an offer, and um, you know they they ended up offering me a uh, a third walk-on spot, but you know, I mean, at the time, I'd already had a, a full ride to Cal, and and you know, getting Vanderbilt later on. Um, so that was never really an option for me to, to walk on. I mean, I just I, I don't think it, it would have been smart to have stuff, and especially with such great degrees that Cal and Vanderbilt offered. I just you know, it, no matter how much I'd I'd loved Arkansas, it, it wouldn't wouldn't have been worth it. But I mean, I mean, literally up until I signed. You know, put in the paper for, for Cal. I was, I was, I think I was still kind of hoping that Arkansas would, would offer me. You know, someone they wanted wouldn't wouldn't commit, and and they'd, they'd call me up and offer me. But and, and honestly, I'd, I probably would have gone there if uh, if if they had done that. But you know, the way it all turned out, I'm I'm I have no regrets that I went to Cal. I mean, it was, it was some of the best years of my life, and um, you know. I decided to choose it all over again, knowing, knowing what I do now, I'd, I'd choose Cal a thousand out of a thousand times. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really had a blast at Cal, and, and it, it will always hold a special place in my heart. It, that's great that you can say that, and, and I want to talk about that now. Uh, before we get into where you are now and what you're doing currently, you know, uh, talk about just your time there at Cal. I know you experienced some, some ups and some downs there, uh, so just talk about what that experience was like at Cal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think when I when I first got out there, I, I was a little nervous. Obviously, you know, going going somewhere where it's just completely different, 
and we had a lot of we had a lot of southern guys in our team and uh i remember i was i was talking with with one of the smith ryan gibson you know one of my one of my best friends he's from mississippi so you know i just kind of assumed that he'd kind of be you have a little southern and i mean i, I remember I, I i texted him one time i said you know, hey hey Gibby, you know, there's, there's no sweet tea out here in in california and he just kind of texted back you know oh really i i didn't know this and <laughs> At, at the time, you know, I was kind of thinking, "Oh no, like you know, he, he doesn't even care about all that stuff." And and uh, you know, now, now that I know him, yeah, I mean, this is a, a total Ryan Gibson response to, <laughs> to that kind of question or, or that kind of that kind of statement. But um, I, I ended up just bonding with everyone on the team, and you know, I, I think everyone there was was all great guys. Everyone everyone was super close. Um, you know, there, there there really weren't any clicks or anything. Everyone just kind of got along, and yeah, man, I mean, I just I had a blast, and and truly, a, a part of the reason I went there was, you know, and, and this is they recruited me pretty hard on on this part, but you know, it's, it's really only about three three hours from from everywhere. You know, you're, you're about three hours from Yosemite, or twenty minutes from San Francisco. You know, right next to Oakland, and and then you're, I think you're you're about two hours north of. Uh, you know, Pebble Beach, Monterey, Carmel, all, all that area, and two hours in Tapas. I mean, it's it's a really really cool place to be able to live, and um, obviously expensive, but nonetheless a very very cool place. So yeah. I I really enjoyed myself, and you know I was, I was able to uh, you know just make some really incredible friends. That I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely be best friends for for life. And uh, you know I, I still talk with all those guys every day, even though. I, I remained there a little longer than they did. You know, we, we still talk every single day and, you know, like to hang out when, when we see each other. So, yeah, just, just got some great memories there. You got to play in some big-time games there uh, while, you were, while you were playing there at Cal. So talk about some of those more memorable games that, that, you, uh, that you remember playing. Well, you know, I, I think it's easy to say, you know, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't necessarily a big-time game, but you know, my my first college game ever, we played in Sydney, Australia, and that was that was a very cool experience. And I'm, you know, it, it just just worked out that that I got there at the right time that they were going to play in Australia. So I mean, that that was that was a really really cool deal. And then, you know, obviously playing Oregon every year, um, playing you know UCLA, USC, is, you know the the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum and um, you know, we, we played Utah when they were really good. Beat Washington two years in a row when they were they were highly ranked. Beat Washington State when they were top ten teams. I mean, yeah, I mean, just I've, I've got some great experiences. Beat beat Texas twice. Beat beat, uh, beat North Carolina twice. Beat Ole Miss twice. So yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of a lot of big, fun, exciting games, and and came away with with wins and and uh, just about all of those. Can't forget we we won the Axis this past year won, won our, our our rivalry game broke the broke the streak of, of like 10 years so i was i was definitely happy to to be a part of that squad to be the first to bring the axe back in 10 years I and mean, you know there, there have been some guys that have come through there that you know haven't even haven't even gotten the to touch the axe and you know luckily i was i was able to be a, a part of that team and and take it back so it was, that, was, that was a really fun game really fun fun after party too just in the locker room with all those guys and and uh, taking pictures with us. So it, was, it was a really, really cool experience. For those of us who don't know, talk about that game and that rivalry, the Battle of the Axe. What, what is that? How does that go down? What's that like? 
kind of a, a long history. And actually, I, I really didn't know too much about it until until this past year, where um, Chris Wilcox he, he he kind of you know was talking to us the night before the game, and and he had he had read up on it and and heard about it from some other Cal people, and and he just, he just decided to share kind of the the background of it with us. You know, just so we we really understood you know the meaning of the rivalry and you know why why it is what it is and you know to, to sum it up pretty much i think cal stole stole the stanford act back in the day and, and kind of they just kind of kept it for a while and and it kind of kept changing hands and it eventually just kind of made it made us the, the football rivalry trophy and um <laughs> and yes i mean it's, it's kind of goes back and forth it's, it's a really really fun rivalry you know being, being with those guys across the bay and um you know it was definitely fun with the game too since it was at stanford and the, the way we won how we did you know chase garbers kind of getting that late final score i mean it was, it was just so exciting and it kind of the moment we realized that, that we won i mean it was just it was electric and and there were a bunch of Cal fans that traveled over there, and they all rushed on the field too. And I mean, it was, it was just it was a blast. Great memory. Well, now let's fast forward to this season, or actually this off season specifically, when uh, the decision comes down from the Pac-12 for uh, that, that your season's going to be canceled. And, and as of this recording, it looks like maybe there could be some changes as far as that goes. But uh, you and 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 several guys in your shoes had had a decision to make, and you. Uh, you were a graduate, so you could transfer and play immediately. Just talk about what went into that decision, what ultimately led you to make that decision, and you know things that you considered before making that 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 final decision to transfer. Yeah, you know, there, there really wasn't a whole lot to think about. You know, I, I was going to play this season. You know, whether it was, it was at Cal or if it was somewhere else that, that was going to have the option to play. Um, you know, there there really wasn't wasn't any other option to to not play the the season, so I, I kind of just just waited until they kind of gave the full uh, the full official release that, that we weren't going to have a season, and and kind of you know immediately that's that's when I, I started you know, talking to some, some people, and um, you know luckily with my dad's connections, he he was able to like, get some, some connections pretty quick on on the phone, and yeah, I mean it, it definitely worked out for me. Um, yeah, you know, we obviously hate that, that our, our season had to be canceled, you know, especially with, with how good of a team we had coming back. You know, I, I really think this, this could have been the, the year for a Rose Bowl run, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm very happy to be a, a BC Eagle now. So, real, real happy and, and blessed they, they were able to give me the opportunity to come, come play football this fall and uh, be a part of this team, which I, you know, I think that they're going to have a very special year also. So, I'd, I, uh, Really looking forward to it. Yeah, you mentioned your dad having a lot of college connections. Uh, you know, he's a money money manager for a lot of college coaches throughout the country, and so he's definitely one who's plugged in. Uh, what was this process like this time around? Uh, you know, trying to to find a place to play was it was it kind of like being back in high school again, or was it more you pursuing them, them pursuing you? How did that all work out? Yeah, it, it, it was definitely nothing like high school. Um, you know, obviously. With, with all the schools that, that I was in contact with, you know, I'd never been asked to see the campuses. I'd never, uh, you know, never really developed a long-lasting relationship. I mean, I, I essentially made my, my decision within within a week. I was kind of on, on a bit of a time crunch. Um, and, and so really it came down to uh, the Boston College and Ole Miss. And just for whatever reason, I felt the calling to, to Boston College. And, you know, it was, it was really interesting because, 
I think kind of my whole life, I've I've never really uh, thought much of the Northeast. You know, I mean, I, I really kind of always hated you know New York City and, and the, the Northeast. But for for whatever reason, kind of these last couple of years, I I think I've come to appreciate cities a little more. Um, you know, probably being close to San Francisco, but uh, I I just I just felt a connection with Boston College. It, it felt exactly like the the cow of the East Coast. And just kind of every every single aspect about it. Um, you know, good good school on a coast, twenty minutes from a from a major city. Um, you know the, the head coach. You know, just like Coach Wilcox at Cal, um, Coach Halfley at, at Boston College came uh, from the Big Ten, the defensive coordinator at a, at a big time school in Ohio State, and um, and just like Wilcox was a was a or a defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Uh, before he came to Cal, so I mean, just you know, everything about the program just just felt right, and uh, you know, felt like the, the place I needed to be. Um, and it, and I, I think too, uh, you know, different from high school, where it was, if, if you're a high school recruit out there getting recruited, you know, do not go to the school because of the, the coaching staff, because you know, there's probably about a Five percent chance that they're going to remain your coaches for your entire tenure there. So, um, I would, I would, I would go for the school, for the area, um, you know, for the team. You know, once you meet some of the guys on the team, that, you know, I would take that into consideration. Um, obviously, the, the academic side, it, you know, that's that's important to you. Um, but but this time around, you know, since I'll only be here for for one fall, you know. I'd, I could take into consideration the coaching staff, and um, you know, I just I, I felt a felt a strong strong connection with with these coaches, and uh, just really really felt like the the right place to be. So when you're talking and having these conversations with these universities, and and let's just go ahead and talk you know talk about Boston College. What are what are their coaches telling you as far as what you can expect about you know roster spot? I mean, you know, um, you know playing time or, or your role on the defensive line. I mean, did all of that that play a role in your decision as well? Um, not, not necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have confidence in, in my own abilities. You know, I, I started 38 straight games at Cal and, you know, played against some really, really great competition and, and performed very well. I mean, I, I, I don't have any doubt that, that, uh, you know, I, I can play, at, you know, really, really just about anywhere I, I, I go. I mean, yeah, obviously if, you know, if it's a, Alabama or a Clemson, you know, you, you probably got to take that into consideration. But, um, you know, and other than those two schools, you know, I, I really do have confidence in my abilities, and I, I don't think that they they'd reach out to me if they they didn't think that I had a chance. So, um, that wasn't really a, a big big concern to me or or anything that went into the process. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, whether I'd gone anywhere, you know, I really do need to prove myself again, and, um. You know, be able to show these guys what I can do and how how I can help the team. Um, but I, I also do think that it's it's a good thing for me to to you know get a new change of scenery. Um, you know, I, I love Cal and I, I I think that I was I was definitely um, you know, kind of known as, as an older guy, you know, a trusted guy. Where but at the same time, you know, you, you kind of can get get a little complacent. So I, I think it is good for me. You know, now that now it's happened, just being able to get to a new place and just kind of have to start start from scratch again and have to come improve yourself to a whole new squad. I think it'll be good for me in the long run. So as as the as as 
the date of this recording, you've been on campus now for, uh, I think you told me, eight days. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So, Eight days. Got so, me yeah, just just walk us through this 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 past uh, just week and what it's been like being on campus. You know, hitting the ground running and, and going to football practice, and I'm sure enrolling in classes and getting all that straightened out. You know, where you're going to live and all that sort of thing. What's the last week been like for you? Uh, it's actually been a lot more hectic on the uh, on the back end, but you know, it's kind of from a living living and daily life situation it's really been pretty pretty uh you know nothing nothing's really going on for me i've really been a lot of netflix and netflix and xbox because i've just been, been in quarantine uh yeah i kind of just got into school uh late last week um like you know officially enrolled into the school and um yeah i, I just got cleared for be able to practice and work out and stuff uh, a couple days ago so yeah, it's really just kind of been staying in my room and um, getting some getting some food delivered to me, and that's that's really about it. Um, it, it was kind of a process getting uh, getting enrolled here. Just there, there are there are a few bumps that it'd, it'd probably be a little little too confusing and long to explain on here, but um, pretty much it, there are just a few bumps that, that we ran into, but luckily they're they're taken care of, and I'm, I'm officially enrolled in school now and all cleared for the for medical side so I, i'll be able to practice tomorrow and work out today and yesterday and yeah just decided to finally get back into it so when you go to practice tomorrow what position group will you going be going with what what role specifically will you be playing on the defensive line there at boston college um yeah so they, they want me to be able to play uh the three technique and um I, I think eventually they they said that they they might have me um you know, play kind of that that shade nose also, uh, so that we wouldn't have to keep flipping sides or something. But uh, they just kind of you know said for now they they just see me as a three technique and uh, they they see my film and, and like what I was doing there at Cal. Is that what you played at Cal? Played three technique? Um, I, I did a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a different uh, different defense. We we played a three four there okay. for our, okay. our base defense, and then our, our nickel defense was. The four three, um, so so in our, our nickel fronts, I was I was, uh, I was playing a three tech and and a and a shade, um, but then kind of our, our base defense was playing a four eye. I got you. Okay, all right. So a little bit different as far as attack points and everything, but ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can play a four eye, you can play a three. Now that you're kind of you've laid eyes on your team, you laid eyes on the coaching staff. How are you feeling about this upcoming season? Uh, and, and and playing a full season and just being with this team and, and looking at the looking around the defense, how are you feeling about this new team, this new program? Yeah, I, I feel great about them. Um, yeah, I think they, they have a lot of a lot of confidence in their team, and um, yeah, I can't see see how they practice, but from everything I've heard, they they practice real hard, which which I think is the kind of key to success for any team. And uh, I think they're led by by really great staff, and I, I think they've got some, some good leaders on the team too. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do this year. I, I think we've I think we've got a lot of a lot of really good players, and um, yeah, just can't can't wait to take on the ACC. And I've I've played a played a North Carolina a few years ago, so I I know a little bit about the ACC. Um, can't wait to can't wait to see what what the rest of the conference has to offer. Yeah, so you guys talking about that schedule. You guys open up on September 19th versus Duke, uh, and then later on in the year you play mm-hmm. number one Clemson. Uh, on Halloween at Clemson, 
And then you have Notre Dame coming to town on November 14th. So as you look up and down that schedule, what are some of those games that you've already kind of highlighted in your mind? Well, um, yeah, the obvious one is, is that Clemson. You know, I think ever since the uh, what was it, 20, 2013 or 2014 when Georgia played at, at Clemson, that, that game's always been on my bucket list. You know, I, I remember watching you know, how they drive around the stadium and the buses and then run down the, run down the hill with all the balloons flying up. I mean, obviously, I, I, hope, they, I hope they do the, the same, same intro. And obviously, I, I don't know how their fan situation is going to be with everything going on, but you know, hope, hopefully, hopefully they, they allow some fans and, and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be a nice electric atmosphere. But yeah, I'm excited for that game. That's, that's definitely one of, of Mark's and, um, um, yeah, obviously the Notre Dame game, you know, just being able to play a real, real short, a short team in Notre Dame. Um, I, yeah, I, I kind of wish it was at Notre Dame just to, just to be able to play them at, at their place. But luckily I, I have been to a Notre Dame game before, so that's already been checked off on the, on the bucket list of college football. But the, the only one I was kind of hoping for was Florida State, just because, uh, you know, my, my family's just got, you know, some, some friends with connections to Florida State. and. Kind of wish I, I could have gone down to that one, but they're not on the schedule, so those schools will have to do. Virginia, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to Virginia. They, uh, I think they won the division last year, and um, yeah, could be some, some good competition. So, yeah, you, for you, you mentioned Florida State, and, and you know, I think the last time I saw you was, was uh, maybe it was your senior year, I believe, when when, when I we, we got together with, with you and your dad, and and then me, and my brother-in-law and my father-in-law all got together in in, in Pasadena uh, at the Rose Bowl to go mm-hmm. and watch uh, yeah. Jameis Winston and Florida State take on take on Auburn uh, in that really uh, exciting comeback where where you know Jameis uh, brought them back and and they, he threw the touchdown pass to uh, Kelvin Benjamin there at the end of the game and they won the game mm-hmm. and uh, I remember that being a, a really really fun time and and I saw that too I was looking down the schedule knowing. You know the connection you have with Florida State and and your dad and my father in law and the, the friendship that they have and hoping that you guys will be playing. But yeah, it, it's 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 uh, unfortunate that you don't get to play those guys. But just a really awesome schedule. I mean, looking up and down, that a lot of great teams, a lot of you know, a great opportunities for you. So just when you're looking at this this final season that you have in front of you, what are your your personal goals for the upcoming season? Uh, you know, my, my personal goals, well, you know, obviously number one, you know, to prove myself to the team and you know, be able to earn a earn a starting job um but then uh you know hopefully hopefully if all that goes well then you know i i'd just like to be able to work on on my start my pass rush and um yeah i definitely think that was that was one thing that i was i was lacking in last season i, I think i finished with, with three sacks and i had like two and a half in the first two games and kind of kind of fell off for the rest of the season on on my pass rush but um, you know, my, my tackles and, and those numbers were still good. I was, I was still good at the point of attack, but you know, the biggest room in the world is a room for improvement. So, you can always still get better at, at the run blocking aspect. But um, yeah, that, definitely one big focus for me is the season is going to be pass rush and generating some more pressure. And you know, that, that was one thing that, that I'd kind of heard from from some, some scouts was that uh, yeah, I, I just need to improve a little bit on. My pass rushing abilities, you know, at the next level, that'll translate to instead of being a two-down guy, you know, I, I could be a three-down guy, and, and that'll just obviously just boost, boost my stock and everything. Um, and, and and you know, 
another thing about that is, is that, was, that was a really cool deal from from Cal. Um, they had a Coach Wilcox hired a guy, uh, Zach Ocean, who um, he, he was a scout for about 15 years at the Browns, and you know, he's obviously still got a lot of a lot of connections in, in that uh, in that industry. And um, what he did for for a few guys uh, after the season was he, he just kind of compiled a, a list of of GMs and scouts that he had talked to, and you know just just kind of asked them you know, some kind of their, their initial thoughts on, on some of the guys on our team. And he kind of made a little PowerPoint and showed it to us uh, individually at, at the end of the season. And just kind of went through, uh, you know, what they thought that I needed to work on. And, um, you know, also what, what he, he himself thought that I needed to work on. But, um, you know, most, most of the, the feedback was pretty positive. You know, it's, there's just some, some things I can clean up. Um, yeah, was, you know, that, that was really helpful. And, and I, I think I already kind of knew knew that in, in the first place, but um, it's always good to hear it from from a reliable source. So yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of things that I need to work on. So looking ahead to this next off season, you know, what are you sort of hearing as far as where you might land as far as um, you know getting drafted? Is that something? Uh, does it look like it could be a over the weekend pick or something? You know, like a free agent deal? Like where where do you see yourself falling as it stands right now? Yeah, I think that if I had, uh, I, I think that if I had, had foregone the season and, and just you know trained for the draft now, I, I, I most likely would would have been an undrafted free agent. But um, I, yeah, I, I still think there was there may have been a chance, you know, if I was the right fit for someone to be a, a real real late late pick or something. But um, you know, all all signs pointed to being an undrafted guy, but. Uh, I, I think with the option of, of being able to come back and play this season, I yeah, I definitely think that I can can change that and I can boost my, my stock. And um, you know, obviously I've I've heard that kind of towards the late rounds it's almost better to to be an undrafted free agent. But you know, I I do kind of have a goal of, of being drafted, and you know whether the Mister Relevant seventh round last pick or or uh, you know first overall, you know, I I think. Either one's kind of the, the same in my eyes, you know, just being able to, to be drafted and, and to have that honor. Um, you know, there, there's only a, only a handful each year of guys that get drafted, so I'd, I would be honored to, to be in any pick. But, yes, you know, obviously, if that, that doesn't happen, then you know, I'm, I'm going to work my butt off no matter, uh, no matter if I get drafted or, or if I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be working hard and, and spend a camps trying to kind of make a team and try to earn a spot. and. If it doesn't work out, like my dad said, I can come join the rest of the backups in the real world. So. There you go. There you go. At all. I know that I'll be watching th- this season closely, and, and, and I know you've picked up, I know Boston College has picked up a lot of fans here in the South uh, watching you and, and, and uh, tuning into your games each week. So let's, let's talk about this, and we'll kind of have a few more questions here, then we'll get you out of here. So when you're done with football, you know, whether you're drafted and you play, you, know, you have a 10-year uh, NFL career or not, or we get an ESPN update in the middle of our, our conversation. What are your plans for when you're done with football? What would you like to do? Um, well, obviously, you know, with a with a Cal degree, you, know, you kind of kind of have a lot of options. And and luckily through through Cal, we, we had a really great life after football program, kind of through through the uh, through the football program of uh, Ron Coach Miglio, and um, he he was real successful in the business world after after playing at Cal and coaching at Cal and. Um, you know, now he just kind of, he's kind of helps out the, the guys in the football team each year and, and, uh, you know, helps us with mid connections and, 
you know, get internships in the summer. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I hate to admit it, but, you know, kind of my first few years there at Cal, I, you know, I really didn't, didn't take advantage of them. And, um, you know, definitely these last two or three years, I've, I've very much so tried to take advantage of him and, um, you know, use all the resources that he has. And I mean, he, he's just got some amazing Cal connections in the Bay area and you know, really all over. Um, and so I've, I've lined up some internships in the summers, uh, these past summers. And, and another thing he also does is that's very, very cool for Cal is, is he does, he sets up these round tables every now and then where, um, you know, he'll, he'll bring, you know, a number of guys in, you know, 20, 20 guys in, uh, from just different industries and, um, yeah, I think all of them are, are Cal grads. Um, you know, some of some are Cal football football alumni, and um, we'll invite them up to, to dinner, and, and they just kind of sit at our tables, and uh, you know, we can just kind of go sit and talk with them and um, pick their brains. I mean, it's it's very very cool concept, and uh, it's it's been very enjoyable. So I've, I've actually uh, worked worked this one internship for about three of the summers I was here, and um. The, the owner of the company said that uh, he if he's always at the games in the tunnels as we're about to run out, and you know, he, he always stops me as we're walking out there to the games and, and just kind of says, you know, hey, hey, Luke, you know, if this football thing doesn't work out, you, you've got a job with me. So I, uh, I I may take him up on that here in the future. But uh, it's a commercial real estate job, so that's, that's something that's, that's uh, been interesting to me, and um, you know, it's a very, very good way to be successful. and. Um, you know, at the same time, I also, I also do have a lot of respect for what my dad does in the financial advising business. And you know, that, that's another thing that, that I've, uh, I've talked to some guys at the round tables about. And, um, you know, they, they're all, they're also very successful people. So it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting options. And, you know, I, I think it'll just kind of, it'll kind of be like my boss of college decision. It'll just, it'll be like, uh, you know, what, what's drawn me, what's drawn me to what? You know, where, where, where do I feel more comfortable working working at? So, um, I really don't think I can go wrong in, in either either decision where, where I choose to work, but um, I, I, a part of me does kind of look forward to, to getting into the real world after football and um, just kind of seeing some of my old, old teammates and old buddies doing the same thing. It's, it's a fun, fun just kind of seeing where their lives are going right now. I can't wait to join them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like you said it. I mean, the good thing is you have plenty of options. You're not, you know, you're not limited on on the things that you can do. And that's that's what um you know that's what a degree does for you. And, and going being able to go 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 to a school like Cal and graduate from there, and and now pursuing your master's degree mm-hmm. from from BC. So, what advice would you give to high school football players who are now in the midst of the recruiting process, like you were uh, just a few years ago? Well, like I said earlier, I, I I would not if you're a high school guy, I would not necessarily take into consideration the uh the coach the coaching staff into the into the process just because you know again i mean there's just there is such a small chance that they'll end up being there and be your coach for for all all the years you're there and you know it, it is unfortunate that, that that's that that's kind of how the, the coaching turnover is um you know, kind of kind of how the game works these days and um you need, you need to see it sometimes, but you know sometimes it, it can be a blessing. You know, I was, I was able to have uh, two two really good coaching staffs at Cal, and um, you know learned a lot from both. You know, very thankful for for uh, Coach Sykes and, and Coach Coffin for recruiting me there, and um, you know, but you know again we we also had a had a really great staff and 
and uh, Coach Wilcox and everyone, everyone he brought on there. So um, I wouldn't take coaches into consideration, but I, I would definitely take into consideration, uh, you know, obviously the academic aspect of it. Uh, got to got to keep those grades up, and you know, go, go to a school that, that can really help you in the in the real world. You know, obviously, football football doesn't last forever. Um, but I, I would also take take advantage of um, all the resources they can offer, and uh, you know, the area that the college is in. I mean, you know, Cal is just kind of the perfect place just because it is so close to everything. And, I, I love I love a good good adventure and taking trips and traveling. So I know it, was, it was just a perfect fit for me. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Now, uh, obviously, it can it can be a lot to make a decision, especially when when two schools you know both have a lot of positives for them. But um, you, you kind of got to make your decision and, and stick with it. And um, you know, I, I I hate that I had to transfer. Um, I don't think I would ever really transfer if I didn't have to, but I'm I'm a pretty loyal guy, and I, I think uh, you know if you choose a school, you should definitely definitely stick it out there, and um, you know definitely make the make the best of it. Well, well, Luke, great stuff today, and I really just appreciate you again. I know uh, you're kind of in the middle of a uh, just a significant life change right now with with moving across the country from the West Coast to the East Coast and joining a a brand new program and starting classes and starting football. So uh, for us to be able to sit down kind of here in the middle of the week and, and, and talk a little bit is, uh, is just, was, was, was a lot of fun for me. And I know that a lot of guys will enjoy uh, listening to your perspective on things. Uh, so thank you so much for checking us out and good luck to you and the Boston college Eagles this year uh, in 2020. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Ty. Thanks again to Luke for joining us today. I really enjoyed talking with him and, and getting his perspective. On, on playing football this fall and, and thought it was interesting, you know, that, that once the Pac-12 did announce that, that it would not play football this fall, it was really an easy decision for him to transfer and play his senior season elsewhere. You know, and his situation is different because he, he had graduated and he could transfer and play immediately. You know, uh, unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of guys out there in conferences where they are not playing football. And I, I can just imagine that this past Saturday was really difficult for them watching other teams get to play while they were you know, sitting at home watching from home. So prayers go out to those guys. I know they're frustrated, but hopefully they can they can get back to playing as, as soon as possible. Anyway, glad it worked out for Luke, and I'll be pulling for him and the Boston College Eagles this fall. A reminder that you can watch Luke and the Eagles this Saturday, September 19th at 11 a.m. as they take on Duke. So if your favorite college team isn't playing this fall, you have a reason to adopt the Boston College Eagles as sort of your surrogate team for this season, if you will. Our quote of the day given to us by Luke goes like this. The biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. Amen. And that quote comes to us from Luke's grandfather, George Beckett. Some wise words there for you as we all seek to be better versions of ourselves. And that will do it. Have a great week. Bring the energy and juice with you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And always remember, keep your pads down.